Our next storyteller tonight, it's his first time telling a story on stage. So when he gets up here, wait, wait give him a really warm welcome. Let him know. Let him know you got his back. He comes, to the, he comes to Piano Fight fairly frequently, so on a whim, he came to one of our shows. He liked it so much, and then when he heard what the theme was, he goes, I got a, I got a story like that. His name is Mike Sella. He moved to San Francisco. Well, he tells me he moved to San Francisco 25 years ago, so he's only partially responsible for everything that's wrong in the city. <laughs> he's obsessed with Scrabble, sourdough bread, and pretentious chocolate. <laughs> welcome to San Francisco. Please welcome Mike Sella and his story, The Two of Clubs. I have been a computer programmer for a very long time, maybe about a thousand years. <laughs> But when I was hired for a job down in Palo Alto a while back, they didn't need another computer programmer. They needed a manager. And when they looked around the office among the sea of 20-year-olds, most of whom were wearing ironic t-shirts and corporate-branded flip-flops, <laughs> the rest wearing corporate-branded t-shirts and ironic flip-flops, there was one guy with the graying hair and about a 1,000 years of experience who stood out. And he said, Mike's old. He'll be a good man. <laughs> they were wrong, but I took the gig. And what I soon found out is that all the people I had been socializing with, I'd gone to lunch with, that I had confided in, gone to happy hours with, I was their boss now. And that made things at happy hour a little less happy for everyone. And I realized I needed new friends. I needed manager friends. Enter Colin. He transferred down from the office in Seattle, and he was a manager like me, and almost as old as me. And I said, he will be my new friend. <laughs> but as an adult, I don't really know how you make friends. I don't have a lot of social skills. I think my best social skill might be typing. Um, <laughs> but alcohol helps. And so I invited Colin out to drinks. Um, I picked one of the bars that all the kids weren't going to go to. It was a restaurant out in Palo Alto called MacArthur Park. It was old school. They have big leather boots. They have these glorious, oversized Manhattans. So we went out that Friday night. And, uh, and one of the things I learned about Colin that evening is that he had this amazing hobby. He is collecting a deck of playing cards comprised entirely out of cards that he finds on the street. I don't know what your walk to Piano Fight was like tonight, <laughs> but I did not find any cards tonight. Or this year, I cannot remember the last time I found a playing card on the street. And so I explained this to Colin. I said, that is nuts. I mean, it's cool, but you're never going to complete this project. He said, no, no, no. I found a couple dozen so far, and I've calculated the rate at which I find cards, and how often a card would be one that I don't already have, and I estimate that I'll complete this project when I'm 70. <laughs> and that was absurd and stupid and quirky and charming and I said you are my new friend now <laughs> and I was lying in the bed that night just really thinking about this cool project how great it's going to be when he's done to have this amazing card collection on his coffee table every card a different story every unique and I thought it was great and I thought it was supposed to be so exciting for him when he finds one of those cards on the street and he picks it up and it must be so frustrating if it's a card that he already has. And I thought, oh my god, that's how I can participate. 
what if I just sprinkled cards <laughs> where Colin could find them, but always the same card, the lowliest card of the deck, the two of clubs. That's how I'll make him my friend, by frustrating him. I know in hindsight that sounds stupid, but in my emotionally stunted computer broker brain, that made sense at the time. So the next morning I left out of bed, very excited. We're gamers in our house. We have a lot of decks of cards, so I raided them. I found my daughter's old Winnie the Pooh deck of cards, and I grabbed the two of clubs and chucked the other 51. And I found my wife's deck of cards from some corporate meeting, and I grabbed the two of clubs and chucked the other 51. I found like 10 more decks like that, and I grabbed all the two of clubs. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna leave them places where he can find them. So I put some in my backpack, and I always carried one in my back pocket. And so that Friday, we headed over to MacArthur Park, and I left the office a few minutes early. And on the way there, I laid one down on the sidewalk outside the restaurant, and I went in, and I sat in one of those booths, and Colin came in a couple minutes later, just all regular, and we sat and we chatted, and we had happy hour, and nothing really happened. I'm like, okay, that was cool, but I need to maybe have a little more risk here. And so over the next couple weeks, I left more cards. I left some in the places where we were likely to go for lunch. I left some in the big corporate meetings we had. And in one evening, during another happy hour, we went to a Palo Alto pub, there are no good pubs in Palo Alto. <laughs> and we're all standing around a four top there and Colin's across from me and I had one of my back pockets I always do and I, and I slip it out while he's not looking and I sort of chuck it on the ground between us and he notices almost immediately and he reaches down and he pulls the card up and he's like, there's a card here. I'm like, hmm? Drink my beer. He's like, did you drop this? Like, did, did I drop it? Did I drop a card? No, like cards are just falling out of me? No, I didn't drop a card. No, no, I didn't drop a card. I'm a terrible liar. But he bought it. And I was so excited. I was hooked. I went home that night and I logged on Amazon. I found out you can buy packs of 24 decks of cards from various casinos that are used. And they will ship them to you. So two days later, I had this 24 pack of decks of cards pulled all the two clubs out, threw out the other thousand cards, put them in my back pocket, and left those cards in various places for the next four years. I went through a lot of Amazon orders. I left these in, uh, we went on business trips together, I left them in hotels, and elevators, lobbies, meetings, lunch times, baseball games, happy hours. My friend Johanna lives a couple blocks from him, so I gave her a couple cards and she left some along his commute in the train and one ill-advised evening tried to put one right in his back pocket, which did not work, but he didn't notice. We shared Ubers, I stuck in the car, but the seat between us, um, managed to put one right in the book he was reading as though it were a bookmark and in a coat pocket. But at some point I gave notice in this job. I'm like, all right, I, I have to bring this to an end, but I'd never seen Colin pick up any of those cards except for that one in the pub that evening. So I didn't know if he'd been finding them. So that Friday, we're heading to MacArthur Park and I leave the office a few minutes early as usual. And I, instead of leaving on the ground, there's a bush right outside the door. And so I left it right in front of the door, ramrod straight in that bush, <laughs> sticking up two of clubs, go into the booth, sit down with the Manhattan, Colin walks in two minutes later, and he's holding the card. <laughs> and I said, hey, I'm drinking my Manhattan. What do you got there? He said, it's a card. I'm like, oh, that's right, you got that, uh, you got that thing, that, uh, the card thing. He's like, yeah, but the weird thing is, I found a bunch of these outside this restaurant in the past, but it's always the same card, it's always the two of clubs. I'm like, 
that's weird. <laughs> Why is that? He said, I think I figured it out. I think the parking valets hand these out to people when they turn in their car keys. <laughs> yep, that's it, you got it. I don't know if you've ever been a parking valet. That is not how it works. If you're a parking valet in Palo Alto and you're giving everyone the exact same card, you're giving the Tesla to the Prius guy and the Prius to the Tesla guy. You have no idea what's going on. But regardless, Colin had been finding the cards and he did not know it was me. And so all I needed now was a big reveal. So the next day, I called our mutual friend, Scott. I said, Scott, you know that project Colin has, collecting the cards. Well, for four years now, and he stopped me. He's like, oh my God, I don't know how the sentence ends, but I am it. <laughs> Scott's thing, coincidentally, is card tricks. So we agreed that the reveal would involve a big card trick that he would do, and all he needed was a deck of cards comprised entirely of two of clubs. Back to Amazon, ordered 50 identical decks, received them two days later, plucked out the two of clubs, threw away the other 2,000 cards, gave Scott his deck. So that Friday, we're all going to MacArthur Park. I leave a few minutes ahead of time, throw another card on the ground just in case. I'm there, Scott's there, Colin's there, Johanna's there, a few people have no idea what's going on there all drinking our Manhattans, and Scott says, hey, who wants to see a card trick? Pulls out the deck of cards I had made for him, says, Colin, pick a card. Colin picks a card, two of clubs. <laughs> Puts it back, shuffles, cut, shuffles, cut, shuffles, cut. Spans the deck, says, I think this is your card. Pulls it out, it's the two of clubs, amazing. <laughs> Colin's very impressed. Puts it back, Johanna says, I want to do a trick. Johanna doesn't know how to do tricks, but the deck is stacked, as it turns out. So. Colin, pick a card. Picks a card. It's the two clubs again. Puts it back. She cuts things, throws cards, shoots them under the table behind her back, crazy things. But lo and behold, pulls a card out of Colin's shirt. It's the two of clubs. <laughs> Amazing. Colin is just looking baffled at this point, but he does often have that expression on his face. And I stopped him and I said, like, Colin. And I showed him the deck, but it was all two of clubs. And he still looks confused. I said, Colin, for four years now. <laughs> and I laid it out. And his eyes bugged out of his head. He said, I, oh, oh my God, there, there was a card I found in a, in, a, in a hotel lobby in Portland. I said, that was me. <laughs> He's like, there was one in an Uber by the floor mat. I'm like, that was me. He's like, on the way over here, there was a card in the alley. I picked it up, it was the two of clubs. I threw it in disgust. I'm like, that was me. <laughs> they were all me. <laughs> and he curls up in the fetal position right there in the booth. And the rest of us, we do our best to rouse him out of our stupor, and we, we toast to him, and we toast to the project, and we toast to the two of clubs, and we toast to his amazing card collection, and we have a great time. And I go to bed that evening very proud of myself. And I get up the next morning, and there's an email from Colin, and I sort of read it, not knowing what it's gonna say, and it says, Mike, when you're a kid, sometimes things happen that surprise you, and they open your eyes, and they rewrite your understanding of the world. As an adult, that never happens. The world is the same flat, boring place every day. Thank you for giving me a feeling I haven't had since childhood. I was not intending to do anything profound. But thanks to the generosity of his spirit, we are still friends today, years later. Wow.